Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. I am here today to um, break childhood nostalgia. Um, if you did not see, Kraft Mac and Cheese is has put up SpongeBob Mac and Cheese for the first time in a decade spongebob mac and cheese has been off the shelves for about 10 years and mm-hmm. it finally made its triumphant return gang i got some it's not as good as it was when you were 12 is it Guys? the exact same thing as craft mac and cheese except they changed the shape of the noodle yeah uh-huh then how why would it be any different because i think i mean like i think if you were to like break down the science of it i'm sure that like the way noodles are shaped oh like the surface area of the noodle to the cheese ratio exactly yeah um and so i got one of the spongebob boxes today and the problem that i had with it is that it did not retain its heat very well like I cooked, I cooked the mac and cheese, and then like I had to, I cleaned up, you know, I did the dishes, and then I um, put it away, and then by the time I sat down at my desk to eat, it was like already kind of cold, and I'm like, well, guys, hold on, what did you do? Why, why is it cold already? Oh, jeez, bro. Um, so are you a mac and cheese guy? You feel like a mac and cheese? I, I get big mac and cheese vibes from you. As you should. The answer is yes. I love, I hate the stigma around mac and cheese um, because I love it, but I can't have it because I have to pretend to be an adult. And I thought that would go away. Like if you stop caring what people think, then you can eat whatever you want. It hasn't gone away for me. Like I, if I tell people I had macaroni and cheese, they'd be like, what well, did you make it for your kids? And you just made too much. I'm like, no, I've made this. I mean, macaroni and cheese is good, bro. It's great. Actually. I just feel weird about powdered cheese. That's and my that's totally up. fair. That's totally fair, which is why Velveeta is the grown-up mac and cheese. You just have to be prepared to spend two and a half times as much per box. See, I feel like the real move, though, is to like go buy blocks of cheese, shred it yourself, maybe mix a couple. So that's what my mom does. My mom knows Shout that my favorite- Shout out to favorite- mom, bro. Shout out to mom. She knows that my favorite dish of hers is her crock pot mac and cheese. And like, you know, we usually have it like for my birthday. Whenever we have friends over, she'll make it. And like, it's just like it takes like four hours in the crock pot and you can usually eat it for like two or three days. It reheats pretty well. So like that's that is definitely the vibe. But like. It's one of those things that you can make like once a month, maybe. Meanwhile, like your stovetop mac and cheese, you can. Yeah. It's easier to make, so you can do it every, like a few times a week. Yeah, dude. I don't think we don't have macaroni and cheese over here very often. We have a lot of noodles, like straight noodles. We're not doing the cheese part because I mean. Pasta and cheese is one of the most addicting things you can give children. Like it's that and like <laughs> French fries. Yes. This is one of those. Okay. So this is one of those facts that I have only heard parroted. Is it like cheese is Coke? Yes. That's exactly it. And it's like your brain on cocaine is the same thing as your brain on cheese. (laughs) I have never looked this statistic up purely because it is funnier to believe that it's true. Because, like, obviously, I'm not like you know, donating parts of my body so I can buy more cheese at the grocery store. But like, I will, there will be times where I've I'm I don't know if I've ever turned down cheese. That's the thing. Exactly. I don't yeah. know if I've ever turned it down. I've turned down chocolate. I've turned down ice cream. I've turned down dessert. I don't think I've ever turned down cheese. So like, there will be times where I will look at my grocery cart and I'll be like, okay, so I have mac and cheese. Cheese pizza rolls, cheese its. Um, am I doing cheese. okay? <laughs> Dude, I like cheese in all forms. Here's the thing that makes me mad: is cheese is getting expensive. Some cheeses were okay. already expensive. Like I got into when, dude, when Baby Bell was introduced to me, I was like, "This is as good as it gets." I've this is this is cheese at its finest. And then I realized there's six little rolls for eight dollars. And I'm like, okay, each one of these is over a dollar and I'm eating that's, four at a time. 
That's how I feel about um, Uncrustables. Because oh, I'll, f- Uncrustables, I'll fight people over Uncrustables. That's the dumbest thing ever. Okay, I, hate I agree. Here's the thing. I agree that on paper, it's like, oh, it's just a sandwich for a thing that you could have done yourself. Yes. Okay, also, but when you open that box and you when you have one, like, dude, it I don't know, man. It hits different. I um, eat peanut butter and jellies for work three out of the five days I go. Sure. Um, I always make my own peanut butter and jelly. Always. Always, always, always. I have my crunchy peanut butter and strawberry jelly because I'm sophisticated like that. And I can put my own ratios in it every time. Uncrustables don't make sense. It's like this you're it's the fastest sandwich you can make already. Is is you're the uncrustable right. sell because there's no crust? It's for the people who don't like crust? I don't know. I like, think they sell Ch- obviously so, children, but like yes. but why? I had one semi recently, like a few months ago, and you know, they have them in the freezer section at the store. I did not and know they so, came frozen. Yeah. So, you know, you get them chilled, you know, you thaw them, obviously, but like when you have them chilled, like, I don't know if there's, I would say it would be worth getting a box just so you can like try it and form like a genuine opinion on it. But the point that I'm making is Uncrustables are the baby bell of sandwiches, which is to say they come in a pack of four and they're like five dollars and i'm like whoa gang whoa hold on hold on whoa yeah dude wrong it makes me incorrect so, so mad because i'm like you know you have the superior product no one is competing with you so you can charge whatever you want um i mean i was into string cheese for a while when i realized they made string cheese that was other than mozzarella i'm like dude freaking level up let me get that okay. Colby Jack in a stick, dude. <laughs> okay, I'm cutting us off because we it took us almost an hour to get the show started. I feel like if I don't stop us now, it's going to be another hour of us just talking about cheese. So, <laughs> I, I have to cut us off here for three <laughs> members of our audience. My nephew and niece are trying to go to sleep right now to our podcast and all we're doing is talking about something they can relate with. <laughs> Okay, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about our next movie in our Halloween month. We are talking about a Scarlett Johansson movie called Under the Skin. It is... uh, I'm just going to save it. I'm going to save it for the movie discussion. Um, We're probably going to do spoilers for this if that's something you worry about. I'm going to tell you, don't worry about it. (laughs) If you you don't want to hear us talk about this movie at all, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code. 25 minutes, 40 seconds. Um, Last week, you mentioned how you and I have kind of been on a tear in terms of like synchronicity. Um, And I feel like that is going to be continued today. Yes. So we um, chose this movie because there's a list on Collider that's all of A24's horror movies ranked in scariness. And number one was Under the Skin. And so we're like, let's do it. Let's see what this movie has in store. Gang, if you thought this, if you thought this movie was unsettling, I feel like I could scare you with a Magic Treehouse book. I'll tell you why I was ranked number one. Nudity. That's why I was ranked number one. And let me tell you, d- doesn't save it. Does not save it. Doesn't. It doesn't. Doesn't save it. This movie is bad. The nudity is like distracting you from how bad this movie is. <laughs> It's just like, well, I think they were in the editing bay being like, dude, we need to put more naked people in this or else they're going to not watch. They're not going to make it this far. So we have to like have it throughout the movie or else they're going to stop watching this movie. This movie is so boring. It was cool. When I saw the first guy sink into the floor, I'm like, oh, dude, this is dope. And then I got bored of that somehow. Somehow I was like, I got used to people dying. So let's do a quick breakdown of this. So in order for me to explain what this movie's premise is, I do have to give like the simplest of spoilers. Um, But I also think if you look up the synopsis of the movie, it spoils it already. Yes. Which is why I don't mind saying it up front. Um, Scarlett Johansson plays uh, an alien who feeds on humans or something to that effect. 
And so what she does is she's driving around Scotland. She takes these lonely men and drives them back to her lair. And um, we don't usually see what she does to them. It like a lot of it is implied, except for the one time we see a dude just oh. shrivel up into like a ball. And, like, and, like we see his skin is the only thing that's left. Yeah. Um. So I, in terms of like horror, people say that this movie is like super messed up, super psychologically disturbing. And like, I don't know. I've been a lonely guy for a long time. So I feel like. I should be the one that is the most scared by this. Like, oh no, I'm the demographic that's being targeted by this alien woman. I <laughs> well, felt I'm nothing. thinking, would this work for me? Would this work on me? Would they get me? Yeah. And like, probably, but like, <laughs> at that point, I would accept it. As I feel like that's an aspect that this movie um, glossed over a lot is that these people are like, man, I'm really lonely. And she's like, I'm going to kill you. And these guys weren't like, Okay. (laughs) Dude, this this movie, what you don't realize also is there's no talking for the first 10 minutes. This movie is very quiet. And I I personally don't like that because I um, like having auditory stimulation to keep me focused in a movie. Um, And because this movie has many many sequences that's just scarlett johansson in a van driving through scotland at night i would say that's at least 10 to 15 minutes of the movie yeah and she asks the same questions to different guys with the same outcome and then you see different versions of the outcome but like it's all the same thing so you know what's going to happen and there's no deviation and it gets boring so fast dude and the thing that i struggled with this movie is it doesn't really progress until the very end because like you said maybe there's like you see her seduce capture and kill guys like four times in a row where it's just the same thing and i don't know if the movie is like hey we have to establish a pattern so that way when we deviate from the pattern it's it makes it more important is what i imagine they don't explain what's happening so they have you have to be able to figure it out the whole time. Like there's and a guy on a motorcycle. To figure it out. Yeah, I mean there's a guy on the motorcycle who goes looking for her when she leaves. Um, and he's like her cleaner. So you kind of have to figure out his role in things based on the pattern. You have to kind of figure out like what is happening to these dudes. Who, who what is her demographic? What's not the demographic? Um, how far does this usually go? But like it doesn't take a rocket scientist, dude. And so. Uh, we meet our first deviation. Uh, I would say maybe halfway through the movie, which um, is way too freaking long. Yeah, it's maybe crazy. Like Fifty minutes in, something like that, where she seduces a guy with facial tumors, and there's as she's like bringing him back to her lair. I keep saying lair. I'm I'm the one that coined that for what she does. It's a abandoned, like decrepit house that the alien body so she's like a uh i don't know appendage of this thing of like a bigger thing of the house that eats people and she lures them back so this alien can eat could all be one alien could just be her but like she feeds this thing um and it exists in this abandoned house and basically she lures this guy with a bunch of facial tumors in and at the last moment kind of like grows a conscience about it and lets the guy go. Um, I didn't understand that because I, I, I mean, I guess it makes I didn't know if he escaped or whatever because he was because, sinking in. Yeah. And so like she has an existential crisis. She's looking at herself in the mirror. The next time that she tries to seduce a guy like she stops like mid process because she's like looking at her body and stuff. So clearly like the alien has been affected psychologically with by all these people that she has been seducing and bringing back to this house um but i feel like none of this change results in anything um because the final act of this movie um it could be easily interpreted that she like she she kind of stops seducing people she goes into the woods and she starts to isolate herself um and she meets this guy, this like 
uh, construction worker kind looking dude um, out in the woods, and she so she meets him on a bus. Okay. Yes. 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 And, yes. Yes. And you're he's right. like, obviously, you look lost. You're not dressed for the weather. She was walk. She was just walking the street. She gets on the bus. He's like, let me help you out. So he comes over. She stays at his place. He feeds her or tries to. She can't eat. Um, which is like a whole scene that was weird. The cake scene. Um, and then like they get close, and she attempts like a real human interaction, and that doesn't work out. This is all like end of second act. The rest of the movie. The last. 30 minutes, 45 minutes of a 90 minute movie. Yes. And so all this to say the struggle that I had with this movie is that it did nothing about it felt tantalizing. And like you said, it felt like the nudity in this movie. I was, I would say maybe 30% of the screen time of this movie, somebody's naked and Mm, yeah, um, probably less, but it feels like that. Yeah. And it definitely gets to a point where it feels like it's being used as an attention sustainer. Like, oh, there are more penises in this movie than you have seen in most movies. And I think as I was watching it, I felt like that was one of the things that I was supposed to be interested in. But I because I didn't find it interesting, like the rest the rest of the movie fell apart because of it. I got to a point where I was desensitized to nudity, which yeah. might I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and be like that's what's supposed to happen. So you feel yeah. how she feels cuz she's desensitized to it and that's why she's like examining herself like obviously she's an alien. This is not her body. This is not what she looks like. So she's examining it. And I got that where I'm like, by the end of the day, I'm like, no one's talking. This scene's going on forever. I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't feel like what, I don't know what the conflict is. So I was just like, it's just naked people. It made me feel uncomfortable. Like, like uncomfortable in a way of this is bored. I'm bored. This is not entertaining. I don't know where this movie's going. Uncomfortable in a bad way. Like they're not doing this on purpose. This movie's not bad on purpose. Yes. So what are the at good the parts very of this movie? end, what's up? What are the good parts of this movie? Or do you want to say the end? So let's, I would say the good part of this movie is that um, I do like the, the design elements that go into the alien stuff. So yeah. when she brings these guys home, um, it's depicted with this very eerie, just jet black, like, can't very, see anything but them. Yeah, very open. There is nothing but these two people and this like impending darkness. And that has a very strong vibe to it that when you see things happen in here, it does become more engaging. And so there are shots of this movie of uh, Scarlett Johansson's character standing on one side of this room and the guy is standing on the other side of this room and he's walking towards her and he's undressing as he's walking towards her and the closer that he gets he just starts sinking into this floor and he's not reacting to the sinking at all he's just like he's still walking right towards her but he get, he keeps getting pulled into this like liquidy floor that has started um, to just like pull these guys under. And um, the visual of that was very well crafted. Um, and it, it just by it far looks the very part of the well movie. done. It looks so cool. And you're thinking that maybe the rest of the movie is going to be like this. No, the rest of the movie is going to be in the van, in a van, driving around, or the woods. It's, it, dude, I mean, and like, also could, the um, alien design. So we finally see like the alien body at the very end. We see like a black mannequin. Um, yeah, it's 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 like a jet black mannequin, and uh, and it, you know it, it it aesthetically fits the theme of the movie. But just like seeing it is cool. I mean, I I want to say this movie is more filmy than movie for this sure. This is the movie that I feel like has the highest potential in a very long time where. This could be somebody's favorite movie. They listen to this podcast episode and they're just like, oh, they missed a very important detail that would have made the entire movie make more sense. Or this whole movie oh, could be a metaphor for something. Yeah. And um, 
oh, these guys just probably like, didn't is, understand. And we could probably it. figure it out if we tried, but that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, like, want to. I am like leaving this conversation. I went it let me rephrase. I went into this conversation feeling unqualified to talk about this movie because I felt like at, walking away from this movie when I closed out of this movie i'm like i feel like i did not have this the experience that this movie was trying to have me experience like there was a disconnect between what i felt and what the movie was doing and so like i'm willing to admit that you know i'm not a perfect audience member i'm sure there are things that i missed there are things that i misinterpreted there are things that uh uh, I saw that maybe was not in the correct intention, um, but I can only approach this in the way that I feel about it right now. And the way that I feel about it right now is just bored. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those books that, or movies that if it were a book, your teacher would have you be like, well, look through the lens of the female experience. Look through the lens of the victim. Look through the lens of the perpetrator and how at the end they become the victim and be like, at the end of the day, I kind of want to just enjoy it. And I don't want to have to do the mental gymnastics to say, like, what does this really mean? Um, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. And this movie isn't entertaining enough for me to do that. This movie is like 80% what does this mean? So and there's that. I This is one of those movies where I would like to discuss this with someone who did enjoy this because... Uh, specifically i want to talk about somebody who was scared by this i want to talk yeah, about some dude. i want to talk about this movie with someone who like walked away from it feeling disturbed and unsettled because i would gen- i genuinely want to know that perspective because like i just don't see it i think you would have to you have to be a person who'd be like walk away being like okay what's real are the people around me aliens? You have to be like so in your own head about this. Where you'd be like, well, dude, is my significant other actually an alien? Am I being seduced by them and they're just doing the long play? Am I like, is any of us, are any of us real? Are we all just aliens walking around as humans? Like you have to, again, the mental gymnastics that you have to do. It's like, it can't even be the movie. It's got to be you doing the stuff. You have to be scaring your ske- yourself. It's like when you're home alone. And you hear something or maybe you don't hear anything and you're thinking about, well, do I haven't heard anything? There could be someone in my house right now and I wouldn't know because I can't hear anything. Be like, hey, man, you're scaring yourself. That's what that feels like. So I, I don't know. I'm over it. I feel like this movie just makes me upset that I watched <laughs> it. Um, I felt I felt disappointed in Scarlett Johansson for taking the role. <laughs> I feel like it was a waste of her and her time. Um, she's the only character in this, or any actress, you know, in this movie, you don't know anybody else. Um, and I was just disappointed, just disappointed. I wouldn't recommend this movie to anyone and it's rated R for all the nudity. So I guess if you're going to watch this movie for the nudity, I don't know. Have I guess it. you could. <laughs> I mean, sure. It's a bad movie. Um, I don't know. Dude. Hey, I've been on Reddit. People will go to unmeasurable lengths to watch one scene of nudity. So, you know, more power to you, I guess. Yeah. The thing is, is this movie technically is fine. And that the sinking into the floors, all those scenes are cool. So, like, you can hear all the dialogue. Their accents are cool. The lighting is fine. The special effects are great. So, we're literally just critiquing the story. You know, the actual movie. Um. So, my score reflects that. Ba-ba-bum-ba-ba-da-ba-da-ba-3.75. Okay. I gave it a four and a half. Like... There are definitely cool shots of cinematography in this movie. And, like, there's a shot of, like, fog encroaching a mountain and um, it falling on, like, the level land. And there's a shot of Scarlett Johansson walking out of the fog. And it's this very pulled out shot. Like, she, she's, like, an inch tall in this shot, and you see her walk out of the fog on the streets, and, like, there are cool moments of cinematography, and that's definitely the best part of this movie, is, like... Yeah. And, you like, could watch this, this movie mo- with the straight-up no sound, although the music they play when the people are sinking in, like, when they get in the house and they're getting lured, is the same 
every time. That was kind of cool. Kind of this is not the now this is not the movie's fault. It's not the movie's fault. However, when they did play Darude Sandstorm during that club scene, it oh pulled me gosh, out dude. just a little bit. It <laughs> just pulled a me out teeny hard. tiny little bit. <laughs> pulled me out hard. But um I mean you could watch this whole movie, the sound off, it's the same movie. If you can just like yeah. Because like you'll get what's happening. You don't need the dialogue. When she's seducing all these guys, when you're hearing their conversations, you can just watch them and know how the conversation's going. It's whatever, dude. It's a whatever movie. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, I'm glad I don't have to watch it again. Let's move on to our improv segment. We're going to an OG improv segment. We are going to be doing some Sell Me This Pod. The way this works is that Alex and I are going to give each other a good scenario but we have to pitch it as a bad scenario. And then we're going to do the opposite where we give each other a bad scenario and we have to pitch it as a good scenario. And you only and have, have one six, minute to pitch. And you only have one minute to pitch. Um, Alex. Yeah, dude. Do you want to pitch first or do you want to hear my pitch? I want to pitch first. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a good thing that you have to make bad. Sure. All right. Um, I need you to tell me why a strong local community is bad sure so we've all heard now about echo chambers and like people staying in a tight group who only reinforce their beliefs um but you've heard all these things about like you know community is good tight-knit small towns people looking out for each other is all great you need a small community when you grow up and die 15 miles from it from start to finish and you don't go out and experience other cultures when you're around the same people over and over again you're not exposed to what the majority of life is outside of your community branching out getting exposed to more experiencing other cultures getting introduced to new people different ways of life and accepting new people in your community you can be tight-knit but it has to constantly be evolving that's how you make real progress progress in life otherwise it's the it's the same thing from start to the end okay you know, that's 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 fair. That's fair. Um, it's that what you're describing are people that don't leave the town they grow up in. <laughs> yes. I'm like, these aren't exactly the same thing. This is what we call in debating a false equivalency. Yes. Saying absolutely. these are the same thing. Hey, they're not. Welcome but... to this entire segment. <laughs> <laughs> it's also called entertainment. So <laughs> I try my best. All right, Alex, what do you got for me? Um uh faithfulness in a relationship okay (laughs) what is life without a little bit of edge to it what is safety what is calmness how can you feel like you are truly living life to its fullest potential if you come home and look at your partner and think i know that that person has been faithful to me and only me. Wouldn't it be a little more exciting if there was a little bit of mystery in your life? Wouldn't you like to come home, look at your partner and think, I hope they were faithful, but what if they weren't? What if it's a fun little puzzle to solve where you get to, you know, think about that person's um, day-to-day activities where you get to think about the the people that your partner hang out with regularly and you look at all them and you think, can I trust those people? Maybe her friends are enablers. Maybe they are the ones that are putting this together. So why be safe when you can Sherlock Holmes your own unfaithful relationship? Your whole pitch was, you guys like anxiety? You need more (laughs) anxiety in your life? (laughs) you don't seem worried enough (laughs) hey your partner's in the shower go through their phone yeah (laughs) you're like boring want to make up fantasies so you can stress out i I don't know who you sold that to (laughs) but i think i sold it to someone (laughs) someone needs a lot of help hey if any of that applied to you see help immediately Okay, I'm going to give you a bad thing that you need to make good. Sure. Um, 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 I'm going to give you a kind of a simple one. Nice. Traffic jams. And I mean like interstate miles long traffic jams. Sure. 
every once in a while, you need to have a break. Life is going and going and going and going, and you check your calendar, and all of a sudden, another year has gone by. If there is ever a time when when everything slows down and a minute feels like an hour, every second feels like an eternity, it's in a traffic jam, and you don't see where it ends. All you see is red taillights, just brakes, people on the brakes. A couple guys over, a couple lanes over, just parked. It slows your life down. You can call your loved one and just hang out in the car. You got nothing else going on. You got nowhere else to go. You're just in there. 10 seconds. Experiencing life, and you can just breathe. But obviously with your windows up because the exhausts are insane. (laughs) So what you're saying is, Life is so stressful. The only way that you can get a moment of peace is if it is forced upon you by the universe. No, I'm saying life is moved so fast. Okay. The way to slow it down is stress imposed by the universe. Okay. Gotcha. 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 (laughs) Okay. And what's a bad thing that you want me to make good? Okay. Um, oh, do you know those videos where the kids and, uh, adults or people just here for the first time yeah um explain that experience when that kid goes to his mom and goes oh my gosh is that your voice and everyone's just crying (laughs) (laughs) this brings back like old school permanent good vibes where like i feel like that we have matured as a podcast to where if you go back to like episode i would say up to like episode like maybe 70 it was alex's sole mission to pigeonhole me in (laughs) the most uncomfortable of situations and whenever we bring back like an og segment like this i think alex kind of like slides into his skin (laughs) that he's all too comfortable in (laughs) dude i used to like try to get canceled for the first year to say horrendous things and not know what you cut out and then that definitely transformed into getting in trouble is not fun enough for me let me get crack in trouble (laughs) and that's always fun to do every once in a while yeah um i think that the reason why those videos and those experiences are bad is because they're not happening to me um okay okay so when you are or when I was a kid, right, um, I had a, you know, generally standard neurological development, which means when I heard my mom's voice for the first time, I don't remember it, all right? Can you imagine hearing your mom's voice at an old enough age to where you can remember hearing it? I hate this. I actually hate the direction I'm going with this. <laughs> Um, what sucks is happiness when you can't remember it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and also, like, you look at those videos. I'm going to say, actually, the worst part of those videos is that those are the videos that are most likely to get freebooted and reposted on all these, like, Barstool, Meme Lore, like, all these, like, 10 million follower TikTok accounts. They're just going to get... S- they're just going to get slammed into this like compilation video of like children hearing for the first time. And those kids don't see a single dime of that like view count revenue because Barstool is just like, oh, that's mine now. Thank you very much. I love the pivot to the this isn't cool because they're not profiting off their own happiness. <laughs> no, it, it, listen, it'd be one thing if they were like, I don't want to profit up for my own happiness. That'd be one thing. It's the fact that other companies are like, I will profit off it for you then. Yeah. Thank you very Someone's much. Someone's got to make money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Whew. That, that's a, that's an oldie but a goldie, man. Yeah, that was tough. All right, Alex. Um, for our middle segment, we are going to do a segment called um, Constant Professional. Um, if you recall, we did this uh, last week. Um, and I think it was Certified Professional, but yeah. Certified Professional. You're right. My bad. Um, and so the way this works is I have seven movies pulled, and you need to guess what that movie is. And I'm going to drip feed you various clues about it. Now, I have changed the clues um, from what you gave me. Um, Mm -hmm. The clues that I'm going to give you are 
based on my Letterboxd account. Gotcha. So um, these are all movies that were either on the podcast or movies I know you know. Okay. Um. So it, it's a it's a mix of both. And so um, what I'm going to give you in order is what I rated it out of five. Okay. The overall Letterboxd user base rating, the review that I gave it, the genre, the release date, the tagline, and then the lead actor. And okay. the way that we decided to make this work last week is whenever you lock in, if you get it wrong, I'll give you the next clue and um, you can still reap some points from it. Okay? Cool. Sure. Let's do it. Um, First movie this is out of five out of five and there are halves involved okay um i rated this a three out of five and letterbox has an overall rating of 3.6 out of five for some reason the mario movie is coming to mind okay super mario bros but uh obviously not locking that in you can go the next (laughs) one um my review for it reads as follows I could have sworn Emma Stone was in way more of this movie. I don't know a single Emma Stone movie that came out. I mean, if we're doing old movies, then we got every Emma Stone movie. Oh, The Help? Are you locking it in? No. Have you seen The Help? Have you seen it recently that you'd be... Okay, so we got The Help, Easy A, Spider-Man, The Dancing Woman with Ryan Gosling, but she was in a lot of that. Same thing with Easy A. Same thing with, I mean, maybe not Spider-Man. She wasn't in very much of that. Would you like to lock in a guess, or do you want me to give you the next clue? Give me the next one. All right. This is going to be the clue that gives it to you. The genre is rom-com. Yeah, it's there. Give me a moment. Uh, Oh, dude. I remember this, dude. I remember her being (laughs) in something so quickly that it didn't make sense. Oh, crap rap dude um what did we see when she was only in a little bit oh i can get this too i can get this <laughs> audience you are not gonna uh fully understand the level of struggle that alex is putting himself through to get to uh nothing he's gotten to nothing so far I, okay so i do have a list of all the movies we've done for the podcast this is something we talked about on the podcast we don't watch rom-coms very often she was in one of them. I think it was either. Uh, it was one of the movies. It was one of the twinning movies. I don't remember which one. So that doesn't help me at all. Because <laughs> it's one of the two and they're the same. So Alex, it's either no strings attached respect, or friends with have, benefits. With all due respect, we have seven of these to go through. Okay. Okay. What's the next one? Um, so the next one is the release date. Um, and it was in 2011. Well, that doesn't help. There's the twin movies that came out the same year. Okay. It's either stre- so, no strings attached or friends with benefits. Next. So I'm going to, I can't give you the tagline because it'll give it away. However, I will give you um, its release name in a different language. <laughs> this is what this movie was called, I think, in Spanish. It was called Loco Estupido Amor. Crazy Stupid Love? Yeah, it's Crazy Stupid Love, my man. <laughs> oh i do not remember her in that movie (laughs) she she's ryan gosling's date in that movie and steve carell's daughter don't remember it i remember hating that movie that's what i remember i remember hating that movie um next movie i almost told you what it was that would have defeated the whole game (laughs) all right i gave it a three and a half out of five and then Letterboxd gives it a 3.2 out of 5. <sighs> Next, don't know. Here's my review for it. Would have been four stars, but playing kung fu fighting at the end really soured a good experience. Uh, just for the sake of time. Next. Um, The genre is, I'm going to say, um, animated family comedy. I mean... My gut is telling me Kung Fu Panda, but that feels too obvious. Okay. I'm going to lock it in as Kung Fu Panda and then um, the first one, and okay. we'll see if the next one helps me out. The next okay. Question. So you are wrong with Kung Fu Panda. So I okay. can give you the next clue, which is the release date, which is 2016. Oh, shoot. Uh, 
2016. What movies came out in 2016? Do I know any movies that came out in 2016? <laughs> it could have been. Um, I don't remember, dude. So I do know that our Chris Sember, Chris December last year, a lot of those movies came out in 2016. However, I do not remember that movie, that song being in any of them. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bail on this one. I don't know. Just okay. It was Kung Fu Panda three. <laughs> I hate myself. I hate myself. That sucks. That really sucks. Uh, uh, that was so That's good. That's brutal, dude. That is it really, brutal. I, the fact that like you guessed Kung Fu Panda, I gave you a much later release date, and your gut was not to guess a Kung Fu Panda sequel. I mean, I don't know. It was one of those things that like, you said it wasn't Kung Fu you, Panda, and I'm like, well, there's no way they, they had that song and didn't put it in the first one. That's like- sure. That's crazy that you would save it to the third one and you haven't used that song yet. <laughs> that's nuts, dude. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a flaw on my part, but like I was close. Uh, all right. Next up, I gave this movie a four and a half out of five. Wow. And the letterboxed wow. average is 3.4 out of five. So you loved it way more than the, the other people. Yes. What? movie um i remember you i'm just scrolling through the movies that you liked a lot gifted you liked a lot and i feel like that wasn't a very great movie okay so i'm gonna give you a massive hint that's gonna help you sure um i did not start using letterboxd regularly until the start of 2023 so if it's going to be a podcast movie it's going to be from the last nine months um, okay. Or it's just going to be a movie that I've watched in the last nine months. So it wasn't. I'm trying to think of your favorite movies that you watched the last. Because um, the thing is, is you like a lot of movies that other people like. So I was thinking like Spider-Man Across the Universe. Everybody uh, across the Spider-Verse. Everybody likes that movie. That number wouldn't be that low. I was thinking of The Whale. That came out in December. You might have thrown it in there. But I feel like people love that movie too. Um, Can I go ahead and give you the review? That I gave send, it. Send it, yeah. I wrote for this movie just simply, genuinely one of my favorite superhero movies. All right, I'm going to do Spider-Verse. Locking it in? Yep. Um, that is unfortunately not correct. Um, the genre is not going to help you. The yeah. genre is not going to help you, so I'm going to be kind and give you the release date as your next clue, and sure. that is 2018. Just a lot of movies that came out... Um, don't want to Google movies that came out in 2018. No, I feel like that would be a, a little disingenuous to the spirit of the game. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how long ago. That was five years ago. Yeah. I want to say uh, other people. The thing is, is other people weren't in love with it. So that means it's not Infinity War. It's not. I don't know. I'm just going to have to say it and then we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Okay. Uh, um, I'm going to say... Oh, dude, that was the same year uh, Black Panther came out. So what else yeah. came out around the same time as Black Panther? Civil War? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Civil War. People were not in love with Civil War. I'm going to say Civil War. Okay, it was Incredibles 2. You're crazy. <laughs> that makes sense why other people would give it a lower score. That makes sense. <laughs> I like that movie a lot. Yeah, sure, man. I was not going to get that. <laughs> this is hard. Hey, The fact yeah, that you like Minority Report, Minority Report, every single time. <laughs> <laughs> and then just got it. <laughs> and okay. then, yeah, dude, that's insane. Up next, we have, I almost gave you the title again. I got to get better at Can hosting this game. Can I get one of these, you know? So I gave this movie a two out of five. Okay. And the letterboxed consensus is 3.3 out of five. Okay, next. Don't know. Um, I said, it's like the world's longest montage of the world's most normal life boyhood locking it in um no nope uh I'm gonna i remember say that the you saying that dude yes so uh -huh. it couldn't have been that long ago so the genre is um rom-com again what's a normal <sighs> if you were to look through our catalog of movies from this year you would get it instantly okay this year uh-huh freaking speed run this thing my python holy grail father secret life of ultimate the nice guys tombstone jaws et hook minority report the post that's not normal all the transformers 
Blue Valentine. It's not a montage. Marley and Marley and me. It is in fact Marley and me. <laughs> Got look at you one. go. <laughs> Got one. I'll take it. All right. Up next, we have. I gave this movie a four stars out of five stars. Pretty good. And the um, letterbox consensus is 3.1 out of five stars. Okay. So we've got another little disparaging right here. A little bit. A little mid. Uh, no clue. All right. Here's my review for it. I was worried this movie wouldn't hold up considering it's a sequel to an already pretty cheesy movie. But I am happy to report that this movie still rules. I was gonna say Puss in Boots but cheesy is throwing me off for that one so i'm gonna defer and we'll go to the next question or the next okay uh, clue um the genre i would say let me see what letterbox lists it at um adventure comedy action i would also put spy in there oh dude i was gonna say freaking uh jumanji <laughs> but you think i gave jumanji a four star <laughs> forgot about the four stars a spy <laughs> i mean spy kids the new spy <laughs> it's gotta be a movie i'm familiar with yeah it really is man i'm drip i am like i'm le- the horse has been led to water all you must do is drink what sequels have we watched recently or at least have Alec, i watched it's not about what you've watched it's about what i've watched but what i'm familiar with like okay. What, what movies are around that I know about that you really liked and it's sequels and they're cheesy and you liked them and it's relatively recent and you liked, yeah, you really liked it. I got to go to the next one just for the sake of time. Okay. So the release date is 2017. Yikes. Next. I don't know. The tagline reads, reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Oh, I've heard that before. Not from this, I'll tell you that. Not from this. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Next. Give me the actor. And so the lead actor, Taryn Egerton. What, what rating? You gave it a four? Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. King, Kingsman. Wait. Give me give me a little more. Oh, uh, Golden Circle. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like when I told you it was a spy movie, I feel like that, like, I know. <laughs> the thing is... You gotta, you gotta remember, like spy movies also include spies in disguise with Will Smith and Tom Holland. So, like, it's a bigger genre than you'd think. Also, <laughs> the first when you said spy movie, the first thing that came to my mind is Red Notice. So freaking kill me, okay? So, um, I also, I don't know. I've you've been so obscure this whole time. I'm like, well, he's not gonna give his favorite one of his favorite movies. I don't know. Also. Four out of five, I thought it'd be higher. No, it's good. I, I mean, like, four out of five is good. I don't give that high rating out very often. Also, it's um, weird that you described one of your favorite movies as cheesy. It is, but it's weird that you yeah. described it that way. Um, Up next, I gave this movie a two-star, and the, uh, Letterboxd has it at a 3.3. 3. Okay, you did not like this movie. Next. The review I gave for this movie is... This wasn't so much a movie as much as it was a checklist of references it was obligated to make. Oh, dude, we just did this. You just talked about this. Or maybe you've given that exact same review to multiple things. A checklist of references it was obligated to make. Oh, my gosh. I hate myself for not knowing this. <laughs> I need to start paying attention more when you do your free balling. Next. <laughs> Um, the genre is going to be, um, anime, I would say animated action, adventure, comedy, family, animation, fantasy. That's too many. I would say animation and adventure are the two most important ones out of those. Animation, adventure, checklist of references it was supposed to make. God damn it. Uh, when did it come out? 2023. Freaking knew it. That didn't help me at all. I knew we just talked about this. So I got to think of all the, God, I hate this. <laughs> Alex, I've never seen you struggle in one of these games. This was a game of your machination, let me remind you. References. Here's the tagline. Um, Not all heroes wear capes. Some wear overalls. Is this my first guess? This is straight up Mario. The super, yeah, the it's new Mario. Super, yeah, dude. Yeah, my first guess. Yeah. Whatever. I knew it. <laughs> I freaking knew it. 
I've never you have descended psychologically into this is maybe the most pure despair that I've ever seen you present before because it's basically an unlimited number of movies and I can't Google anything. So here's the thing is my brain does not categorize movies by the year they came out. So half these clues mean nothing to me. What do you mean? Your rating between if your rating is a three or four means nothing to me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Means nothing. I can't do anything with that information. It's almost like, hey, Alex, you have to remember you did this to me last week where you would give me ratings. But you know, we have 150 movies and I also gave you my rating and I don't. You know what? We don't need to do details. All I'm saying is your test is harder than my test. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I know you're going to get. I know oh, you're going to get geez, this one. Okay. This is going to be impossible. I gave this movie a three and a half. And okay, it means nothing. <laughs> um, the letterbox score is 3.7. Okay. So everyone's pretty much on the same page. Um, I The review I wrote for this movie goes as follows. This movie made me care about football and I will never forgive it for that. Remember the Titans? Locking it, it in. It is Remember the Titans. <sighs> Think if you said no, I was going to leave the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, last night I watched The Blind Side just so I could screw you over for this. Yeah, The Blind Side does not make anyone care about football. Uh, also, all right, last under one. a lot of flack recently. Last one. Let's 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 get this done with. All right. I gave this movie a two and a half out of five. Letterboxd gave it a two point four out of five. I'm just going to go ahead and go right to the review. The review is simply Paul Dano could never. For some reason, I'm thinking the Batman. Okay. I mean, I only know like three movies he's in. Uh huh. Uh, So I'm thinking it's definitely not there will be blood. People freaking love that movie, and I'm one of them. Um, so if it's not the Batman, I'm just gonna. Oh, when? What's the next one? Year it came out. Um, the genre. Um, okay, give me the genre. Uh, action, fantasy, crime. Okay, he is in the new movie Dumb Money. Would you consider Dumb part, Money action or fantasy? <laughs> yeah, I'm going the Batman. Locking it in. Okay, it is not the Batman, so I'm gonna give you the release date for this so movie, screwed. and it's so night. And it's 1995. Oh, no. I am in deep trouble. Into the recesses of my brain to think of a movie Paul Dano was in 1995? Isn't he young? I feel like I need to guide you and tell you that you are, you focused on the wrong part. No. Paul Dano in 1995? So what I said was... Paul Dano could never. Okay, dude. So I'm talking about the 1995 movie that we watched on the podcast at the beginning of the year, Batman Forever, where Jim Carrey was the Riddler. And my review was referencing Paul Dano could never do what Jim Carrey did to the Riddler. Oh, in my defense, you need to give me an actor before (laughs) you spoiled it. Because what was your actor name? What? The final clue of this little quiz we do is you give me the actor. So who is the main actor that you were going to give me? Val Kilmer. Oh, dude, I would have gotten it. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have. I would have thought Maverick. I don't know. (laughs) He was in that. Okay, but I also would have had to go. I also would have had to go through the tagline before we got to the lead actor. (laughs) What's the tagline? I probably wouldn't have gotten it off the tagline though. You know taglines way more than I do. What was the tagline for that movie? Courage now. Truth yeah, that always. Means nothing, dude. What? <laughs> I'd have been like, I didn't know he was in a military movie. Was he a soldier? Uh, hey guys, oh, man, welcome to the Permit a Good brutal. Podcast, where this episode we watch Alex flounder for twenty minutes. That was brutal. And just so you know, I did just as good, if not better, than our audience, which is crazy. That's how hard that test was. This is one of those episodes where I almost want to release an unedited version of it so that way we can truly understand how long this segment took us. I want also I want our audience to know, oh no, that was hard. That was very hard. Alex did better than I did. I'm like, you're right. That was freaking crazy. Anyways, uh, are you ready for our final segment? Yeah. It's very easy to do. Uh it's called falling to pieces and here's and it's a little pun because i pulled up 65 fun fall activities and you need to tell me if this is a fall thing a halloween thing or a thanksgiving thing 
because okay. we are in October and there's yeah. fall. People have fall decorations. And then usually last week of September, first week of October, that's when Halloween decorations come out. Then Halloween goes away. People put those. Sometimes they leave their decorations out to Thanksgiving. But then there's Halloween decorations, which are sometimes just fall decorations. And then there's a whole like Thanksgiving theme. So I'm just going to have you tell me general fall, Halloween, or specifically Thanksgiving off based off these activities or none of the above i guess visiting a farmer's market fall apple cider donuts fall candied apples i'm gonna say none of the above for this one because candied apples you can also get at like county fairs sure um like caramel apples yeah okay i didn't know that uh what about pumpkin pie thanksgiving okay um don't say okay like you're yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like that's more. I'm, I mean, I'm trusting you, but that feels weird. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's your life, but same. All right, here's a very important pumpkin picking. That's Halloween. Okay, I'm just like, it's, you know, it's your life. It's your life. Um, decorating. And I just want to say, I want to say that when I say Halloween or Thanksgiving, I don't necessarily mean you do this thing on those dates. You mean October, November? Yeah. These are the things you do in preparation for these events. Okay. Watch themed movies. Halloween. Okay. Throwing a themed party. Halloween. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Okay, gang. Gang, we need to talk about what Alex is doing to me. He is performing (laughs) psychological warfare where I am giving answers that are obviously correct. (laughs) obviously correct and he's saying okay like he's my therapist and i just told him i wanted to hurt myself okay like that's the like i feel like i'm like walking on landmines now i'm just like i see why you would say that all right next one um dang i just had one oh corn maze fall generic cool uh i mean obviously oh football um i know that there is a thanksgiving day game however I think football in general is a, I, I would put as just a general fall thing. Okay. Um, driving to see changing leaves. I'm going to say that's fall generic. Pumpkin spice. Here's my hot take. This one is maybe the most controversial. Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's pretty controversial. <laughs> um, I mean, this is obvious. Roasting pumpkin seeds halloween right do you do that no um when i was a kid uh, and my parents wanted me to gut a pumpkin i almost threw up so i just don't do it cool sure uh-huh jumping into a pile of leaves fall generic cool i mean i'm gonna say it and i know i'm not gonna say it candy corn halloween or never either one works apple picking fall generic okay and our last one, I'm gonna find a good one. Some of these are dumb, just straight up dumb. Um, like soups. What things to do in the fall? Soup. Scary. Yeah, the dumb, dumb, dumb. I do. We could start a. You know what we should do next? And I'm saying this <laughs> in a way that we never do this because it's a waste of both of our time. Is like a blog. Our blog's sole purpose would be to find other blogs and then make better versions of their articles. I'm literally like. Fun fall bucket list activities. Number 44 on this site is climb a tree. (laughs) 45 should be kill yourself. What? (laughs) Oh, here's the last one. Rice Krispie. Making Rice Krispie treats. Huh. I didn't even know that was a thing for this season. So I think that Rice Krispies in general, like store-bought ones, I would say would be a Halloween thing. But I'm going to say making your own would be like a very nice kind of button to a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm open to a lot. Yeah, I think that one's pretty good. Well, either way, uh, Craig just decided what you can and can't do for the holidays. So follow our strict guidelines or you're not a real fan. Yeah. Um, if you need me, I'm going to be talking to my therapist about the casual put downs that Alex gave me for this entire segment. Um, so I guess I'll reconvene next week. All right. All right. Get over it. You'll be fine. Next week. We are continuing our A24-er. I came up with that on the spot. You can hear me. You can hear the uh, the gears oh, turn right. coming up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> our A24-er month 
is uh, we're going to watch a movie called Green Room. Uh, it has Patrick Stewart and um, Anton Yelchin in it. I'm very excited to watch it. I've heard nothing but disturbing things about it. And I can't wait to have strong opinions. Um, yeah, sure. I literally don't know anything about this movie. So I'm excited that you're excited. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Patrick Stewart's a Nazi in this movie. So like, you know, go, go, go forth. Sweet. Sounds good to me. Until then, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.